Revolution has not only become the accepted method of the civil rights movement. Hey, what's up, Mystique? It's Jello here. This is going to be a video series called Mellow with Jello. What we're going to be discussing is what it's like to be a person of color in the marching activity that we all know and love. We'll be discussing funding, music, experience, exposure, and a lot of other things as well. I think it's important to also show people of different ages. My experience of marching through the early 2000s is going to be different than someone's marching in the 90s or even the 80s or even now. So I think it's super important to give everyone a voice. Um, so keep watching and I hope you guys enjoy it. Yo, what's up, Mystique? This is another episode of Mellow with Jello, and today we have William Allen on the mic, and this one should be pretty good. Pretty excited about this. So I'm going to have him just introduce himself and some of his credentials, and we'll go from there. Yes, sir. Well, I appreciate you having me on. Let me say that first of all, and it's, uh, I appreciate you reaching out. It's good to meet you. Yeah. And uh, for the, I guess for I guess a lot of guys really don't know me. Uh, I am AKA the first first captain of Music City Mystique. Um, I marched, let's see, our first years, let's see, 95, 96, 97, and I also marched in 98. The last, actually, yes, the last three years I marched. Uh, we won championships, uh, which was awesome. Everybody knows Gwaltney. If you don't know Gwaltney, I'm pretty, well, you know what? I know everybody knows Shane Gwaltney, <laughs> but I marched with Gwaltney. Uh, so I'll just say that, and then everybody's like, really, you marched with Gwaltney? Yes, I actually marched with Shane Gwaltney, so, and some other great players as well. Um, the first year we won that championship, you see, I was on snare. The second year, I was on uh, the tenor drums, and then that last year, uh, I was actually in the front ensemble. Uh, I didn't know what I was doing, but I made it work. What I'm doing now, you'll see it on YouTube. Uh, my channel is actually William Allen Sports Talk, so if you look it up, uh, you'll see me on there, try to do my thing. I mean, I just love talking about sports. Uh, so uh, that's what I'm doing now, uh, aside from my other job that I'm doing, uh, which is uh, I'm in transportation, which I make really good money doing that. So, uh, but that's, that's pretty much everything that I do. I got a little girl, she's five, I'm married, of course. Uh, I actually live in Dallas, Texas, north of Dallas, actually a city of McKinney, Texas. So wow. that's actually where I'm at right now. It takes me about 40 minutes to get to work, but I don't mind because <sighs> I enjoy living out here where I'm at. So nice. But uh, yes, sir. Okay, so before we get started with you know the the topics of this, what is your favorite Mystique show that you march? Oh man, <laughs> my favorite one. Uh, I can tell you. Uh, they're all interesting. I'll, I'll just right. say that because the first show that we did, you know, Don Click, uh, back when he was, uh, him and Chris Finnan, um, back when they were leading uh, the whole shebang, uh, the first show was like Yanni, uh, which I thought, uh, I didn't know anything about it. And that's the thing that's so cool. You know, they introduced me to a lot of music that I haven't really heard before. And uh, these guys were different. I mean, I went to John Overton, John Overton High School. Let me just say that. Okay. So, so I went to John Overton High School. Uh, I, I know a lot of guys that, if you're from Nashville, you probably heard of it. But that's back when uh, 
Miss Dabula. I'm not sure if you guys, I, I'm sure, I don't know, you know, you guys know uh, Lalo Dabula. Yeah, the, for uh, sure. Percussion guy, uh, MTSU. I also marched the MTSU for two years. Okay. And uh, his wife was my instructor at, uh, at Overton. But getting back to, I just want to talk about, it's, it's an experience. You have to talk about the experience because the, the first show was Yanni. Like I said, they introduced me to this new thing, Yanni at the Acropolis, and it was just, it was crazy. It's like, you know, you know, but anyway, um, it was cool. It was unique. It was fun. Um, I think we got like fourth place that year, um, but still it was, it was a great experience, but was that my favorite show? Um, probably not. I'll probably have to go with, uh, let me see, man. I have to say like the, the, the year that I played tenors, uh, I actually played the tenor drums with the, uh, I don't know, do you guys know uh, Carson Carr? I don't think yeah. I, yeah, I don't think okay. I know Okay, and, some, <laughs> and the other guy was Patrick, yeah, because we're, we're old heads, you know. But, um, so, I was actually a snare drummer, but that particular year, I was just uh, asked to kind of come on that side of the board because we needed to fill in uh, some guys on that end, and I, I had a little bit of experience. I knew how to just, you know, play them, but Right. Uh, I'd have to say that that year was the funnest year because it was different. It was, you know, you're playing all, you're playing, you know, I'm playing like all over the place. Like, you know, I'm all over yeah. the place with these drums. It was awesome. So <laughs> I'd, have to, I'd have to say that was the funnest year. Uh, the, my second year was great because that's the first year we won uh, the championships mm -hmm. there um, on snare. Uh, that was great, but I'd say that tenor year was, was by far. <laughs> Yeah. No. Okay. Yeah. Nice. I know some, some tenor drummers are probably like, that's what's up right now. <laughs> oh, yeah, man. Hey, tenor, hey, I didn't even know about that side of the whole game because I was so used to just, you know, being a snare drummer. You're just right there in the middle and right. um, everything is just right there. And so when you kind of go over here to the side, it's like, you know, you're, you're, you're over there, but they don't know how we're jamming over there. You know, but, you know <laughs> tenors, get, tenors get down too, man, pretty hard. So. Yeah, yeah, they definitely do. All right. <laughs> um, okay, so what was it like marching in Mystique back then as a person of color? Uh, oh, man. You know what? To be honest with you, um, at that particular time, um, I think I was so wrapped up in trying to just be the best drummer. You know, I, I just felt like you know, the type of person I was, those type of things didn't really bother me specifically sure. but it didn't really catch my attention until i had a, i had one incident when we were actually at uh chris finnan uh he's you know he's one of the guys that w was leading uh mystique at that time for sure and uh we had uh it was like a, a it was like a pizza night or something like that it was like a, i think it was like a friday night you know it was like pizza you know everybody's go over chris's you know i'd never been over there and uh so i i, I ordered I had my own pizza that I, that I specifically wanted. So I ordered one. Everybody was inside watching uh, DCI shows, you know, this and that. And so my pizza's not there yet. I'm hungry. You know, I'm like, man, when is my food going to come? So um, I called him back. I was like, hey, um, you know, my pizza's not here. You know, I'm just wondering, you know, when is the driver going to come or whatnot? And they were like, well, he should be there shortly, but the guy was the manager, well, the guy was obviously was actually the manager. He was like, well, you know what? We're going to give you a pizza for free and just let the driver know that, you know, I said that, you know, you can have that pizza for free. 
So the guy shows up, all right? So this guy's like late and he's looking for the money. I said, oh, well, hey, you know, um, your boss said that it was, it was free. You know, I think he thought that I was pulling his leg or something. Right. And, and, and I, I mean, and, and it was, it was, it was true. And if I, if I can recall correctly, um, he was upset, you know, cause I, cause I, first of all, I, cause he, cause, cause he got mad at me. I wasn't going to tip him because you know, he was, he was really upset. And he said something to the fact that, um, you know, that's why we run this country, this and that, you know, I was just like, I was like, bro, like, I'm just, I don't, I don't get it. You know, I was just, but right. you know, I think that was the only like instance that I actually had, you know, while I was around the marching activity, because, you know, for me, it was just, it was a, it was just a joy just to be around, you know, all the guys and all the camaraderie and everything that was going on, you know, it was so cool. But I think that the first year, I think I was the only black guy. Was that the only black guy? I think, yeah, the first year I was, the, I was the only black guy. I think the first year, if I'm wrong, uh, <laughs> Shane, Shane could probably, Shane could probably remember. But uh, yeah, I think I was the only black guy the first year. The second year, it was uh, this guy named Slim from, uh, nice. oh my God, he's from Kentucky. Uh, man, this cat was so cool, man. He was just, <laughs> if, I, if I was to tell you how this guy was, I mean, it's like a mixture of like, uh, you know what? Let me keep this clean. So let me just say that um, <laughs> He was down for anything and everything. I'll just put it to you like oh. that. So, but um, yeah, him and uh, another guy named Keith. He went to Mount Juliet. I'll say that. It was, so mm. it was three of us the second year. And after that, I don't really remember there being any uh, other black guys in it. Uh, wow, can't really Boy. remember while you were in it, right? Actually, in the front ensemble, I do remember uh, some guys my last year from uh, that area as well in Kentucky. So, okay, dope, dope. You're a black girl, yeah. <laughs> nice yeah i'm gonna rewatch all of these shows and like have this in mind it's pretty interesting um cool yeah and that's been kind of the consensus when i'm talking to these um everyone from mystique it's just like when we were at mystique we were there to play and that's like all it was um so i think that's you know really just speaks volumes about mystique as an organization you know and you know me coming from the north coming down to the south it was definitely like somewhat of a concern you know, like mm -hmm. I was in the marching activity already, but I wasn't like living in Tennessee, you know what I mean? It's different when you're in drum corps and you're traveling, um, you're not really living away from your home. Um, so yeah, that is really awesome about Mystique. <laughs> um, Absolutely. So did you ever have anything weird at like Overton, so to say, like um, just being a person of color in, you know, just going to Overton or being in Nashville at all? Like being in the uh, south, uh, you know what? I, I I was tested a couple of times. I think I think you know people, you know, because I was uh, you know, I'm about I'm about six foot tall. Probably weigh at, at that time. I think I only weighed about one one thirty five. I mean, I'm, I'm talking. About, I'm still like thin now, but at least now I'm like one seventy five versus like one forty five when I was, mm. you know, cats. They wanted to kind of try to test me a little bit, um, but it wasn't necessarily the drumline guys. It was guys like just out, maybe in the band. You know, they would try mm -hmm. to test me. And there was there was one guy I actually I actually laid into him. You know, uh, I actually did. I, I you know I shocked the world on that. Day. <laughs> I'll just put it to you like that. I shocked the world on that day. And after that, you know, 
people kind of knew like not to test me. They was like, hey, this kid's got metal, man. This guy's not playing around. So, but um, I, I didn't really, you know, my sister was actually a cheerleader. Um, she was actually two years ahead of me, but you know, uh, she was really popular. So a lot of people knew me from my sister and um, I never really got, uh, never really got messed with, you know, too bad. I had a couple of friends that were, um, they played football, you know, some of them played basketball and I never really had it um, to where anybody said anything or called me the N word or anything like that. I've never had that happen to me before, but it did happen later in life is when really I experienced much more uh, sort of say um, on that topic, you know, as far as experiencing racism. Mm -hmm. um, if I was to expound on that, uh, actually, when I moved down here to Dallas, I started to notice a little bit, a little bit more, uh, especially in the terms of uh, going in grocery stores, where I noticed that, you know, sometimes uh, a woman wouldn't even want to come down my aisle because I'm in the aisle, you know, and it's like, mm -hmm. you know, I'm just thinking, you want to get these beans or am I scaring you away from getting these beans and chips, you know? <laughs> right. But, uh, but, but you could just tell, like, you know, sometimes I think that it's just, um, you know, where people's minds are, you know, uh, you know, are you, um, you know, are you, are you more so, are you, I, I, I think it's, it's, it's just a mentality, you know, some people just their mentality, maybe because they haven't been exposed to different cultures, maybe it kind of scares them a little bit. Um, but sure. as far as when I was at Overton, I never really, never really got tested, you know, too tough or anything like that. Like that. Right. Okay. Yeah. Dope. Um, how do you think we can get more people of color into the, just the arts in general, but you know, the marching activity, um, specifically? You know, that's a, that's a great question. And to be honest about it i think that um it's not ex it's not ex exposed enough um mm. in those areas i think that in a lot of the black communities they they're marching you know when when they go to school like their marching style as far as band and things like that you know they're doing a different style high stepping right. and, but something i have learned is from um you know these guys are actually learning how to play drums, like instead of just doing the little standard tap. I mean, these guys are learning like tricks. They're learning how to roll, how to do, you know, touch yeah. of this flam tap. They're learning how to do all this stuff. So really, I think now the talent has grown overall across the mm -hmm. board. I think it's just a matter of someone uh, just actually, you know, going there and actually just talking to, you know, the different groups, the different drum lines and just saying, hey, you know, this is what's going on here. You know, anybody interested or, you know, just kind of talk it up. And I think that's really the only way you're going to uh, expose it and get it out there uh, mm. to those groups. Maybe you can, you know, go to their band room and maybe put some things on the, you know, on the, uh, I know there's like a bulletin board of uh, maybe dates and things like that. And, you know, yeah, that's interesting. So, yeah. Um, you know, and, 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 you know, it, it kind of shocked me because, the movie, I think the movie Drumline, um, it kind of woke me up a little bit because I was like, oh, okay, these kids, okay, so they know, you know, so they know how to play all this stuff. Because I'm used to looking at, you know, watching TSU. Every time I saw a TSU game, you know, they they weren't really getting into too much okay. uh, for having chops, right. right, having chops like that. But yeah, I think that's that's a good way. You just have to reach out. It's like you're going door to door, but you're just going, you know, school to school, you know, and just, you know, with the permission of 
you know, the band director or the percussion instructor, you know, maybe they will let you talk to them and just share, you know, uh, your experience with it and just talk about it and see if anyone would be interested. Right. Yeah. Just literally just go into the schools and, you know, maybe playing some videos, um, handing out some music even, you know, just to, because the music is also very different within those areas um, right. and compared to, you know, Brentwood High School, you know, um, so yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, th I think that's something that is like an actionable, like that we can really do, you know, it's something that's pretty yeah. easy, I feel like. Um, yeah, just making right. those connections. Because sometimes it's, 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 it's about um, actually just reaching out, like, you know, some, some kids really don't know until you actually just reach out and actually you're actually standing there right in front of them and just talking with them, like just straight up and just telling them, you know, hey, man, have you checked this out yet? man, you might want to check this out. This is cool. You know, and you're right. You show them some videos. You show them like, uh, I went to, matter of fact, um, I'll tell you a show that shocked the crap out of me um, <laughs> last year. There's a there's a movie called, I think it's The Greatest Show on Earth with uh, okay. is that Mel Gibson or something. Have you seen that? No, I don't know what you're talking about. No. Really? No. Oh, man. Okay. Uh, so, matter of fact, I just want to make sure that this is <laughs> movie. I'm going to talk about it, but I'm looking my phone and make sure I yeah. got it on Voodoo. <laughs> but it's called, uh, it's, okay, so basically what it's about is uh, this man who has a dream of changing the world by, you know, creating a circus of people of just that have, that look different, that are just different. And he does this and um, he just inspires like a lot of people. And um, of course, his, his, his story throughout the movie is, it's a complex story that he has. You know, he's got like uh, a couple of, couple of girls and he's married and she's from a rich, wealthy place. And it's a, it's a long story. But anyway, let me just say this. But um, so the thing about it is this drum line, I can't remember the name of it, but I'm sure guys who, you know, who were there, uh, of course, it wasn't this year's, it was um, last year. These guys, the tenor drums, you know how in the circus where they're on these big stilts, like literally, you know how they have the big stilts, whatever? Bro, the tenor drummers were literally like 20 feet up in the air with stilts, like walking through, like playing, like had chop. They were like, <laughs> I mean, they were just cutting up, bro. I was yeah. like, I was like, see that right there? That's I was dope. like, I was like, bing, you won. No. Nah. But um, <laughs> no, nah, it was cool because it was like, you know, the songs were really, uh, if you saw the movie, the songs were really relatable. And I, that's what I thought was so cool about it. And I just couldn't believe that they actually created a show. And I would actually show a kid, I'd be like, kid, man, have you seen this movie, bro? You need to check out, you've seen the circus, dude, look at this, you know? And, 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 and I think once you expose that to a lot of those different groups, they'll actually, you know, become more aware uh they would probably spread the word you know spreading the word the word of mouth is actually king you know mm. uh so i think that you know more more so people will uh, get more interested um, yeah and i think you know something you touched on there you know the type of show that you show that you show that kid you know like everyone can relate to a circus you know mm -hmm. a lot of times your drumline shows and definitely drum corps shows you know it can the concept can get so abstract that you can't really relate to it especially if you're an outsider mm -hmm. um so yeah really exposing them to like the right part you know that it's relatable to them i think is also pretty key absolutely um, yeah that's interesting um all right um, what do you think about this whole uh, Black Lives Matter movement that's going on right now? What are your opinions with that? You know what? Um, 
I'll say this, it, it really shocked me about just the passion of how people are moving with it. There's been times where there's been crimes uh, that have happened, you know, against uh, black people, a lot of police brutality and social injustice. And there's like short protests and then all of a sudden it's forgotten about. Well, this time it's a lot different. Um, and I think it's different for, for you know, a lot of people who didn't who don't really relate to it but when you actually see the officer with his knee on uh george floyd's neck i think that uh sent out a message that hey you know we need to pay attention to this all all cultures saw that basically and were um really affected by it uh, it was really disheartening to see and it was so strong that actually in other countries, uh, Black Lives Matter has actually uh, been posted and spread out. There's been protests like all over the world, uh, even in Asia. I mean, just all over the world, you know. And when you look at social media and some of the comments, it's, it's kind of disheartening to see some of the comments because really a lot of people don't want to understand it like they want to say that black lives matter is a hateful group you know they're 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 this and that they they do this and do that but actually you know i, I think they're really trying to um just get uh, just the, the laws changed that's one thing i think that they're really trying to focus on um by voting you know getting out there and saying hey you need to vote um there's actually someone here i voted for I did an interview with her campaign man manager, um, Elizabeth Frizzell, uh, oh, here in awesome. Dallas. And she's uh, she actually won. Um, so she's about changing prison reform and, you know, sentencing and things like that. And, you know, it, it's basically all about the social injustice and um, and uh, just, just treating everyone fair. I don't know if you noticed, but the NBA players have been wearing uh, logos like on the back of their shirts saying like equality and, you know, things like that. Just trying oh, wow. to, okay. try to, uh, so if you ever see a game, you know, it, they're in, they're in the bubble because of course they can't be, um, they can't be in arenas uh, in front of everybody just trying to keep the COVID from getting into the bubble. Uh, I think it's in mm -hmm. Orlando, Florida, but um, as far as the movement overall, I mean, I'm actually, uh, you know, it, it really hit home for me really when I'm actually out and I'm working and I actually drive down the street and I look up on a bridge and I see like thousands of protesters like literally walking with signs. I mean, these, you know, folks are literally out there on corners and, you know, not like it was from when at the very beginning, but you can really tell that there is change that needs to happen and a lot of people want change to happen you know um there were some comments made uh about um there's an athlete actually who made a comment drew Brees, who made a comment um he was saying that he didn't understand and, it, and it's funny because he's a quarterback for uh the new orleans saints and you're in the locker room full of of black guys and you know he made a comment uh saying that he didn't understand, you know, something, you know, and, and it was tough because he caught a lot of backlash because, you know, his father was, he's in war, World War II, and he was just saying he cared about the flag and this and that, you know, but, you know, trying to bring about a positive change, and so many people are trying to say it's about the flag, you know, when Colin Kaepernick took a knee, you know, he was just saying it's about social injustice, you know, he was trying to just bring, yeah, totally. um, just bring awareness. bring awareness to it is what he was trying to do. But I mean, they are really out there trying to do it. I'm really, 
you know, I, I, I really hope that people can just change their hearts and understand that it's not about, um, you know, the, you know, the flag, this and that. It's, it's all it's about is just um, social injustice and just uh, trying to get those laws changed so things are equal for everyone across the board, especially sentencing. Like I said before, you know, crimes, the, the, there's a lot of disparage, disparagement between, you know, if a person does it and then the other person does it and one person gets more time, you know, and you really want those things fixed um, mm -hmm. because it's, it's, sad, it's sad to see, but there's only 13% of African-Americans here in America, but we're 80% we're population in the jails in the country. And uh, so there's just a lot of things need to be changed there. I think Black Lives Matter. Um, I think they're, I think that they will keep um, I think they'll keep going. I don't think they'll slow down this time. I think that they'll just, uh, you know, make sure that people hear their voice. And I think their voices uh, are being heard. That's awesome. Yeah, I agree with all of that 100%. I think that, yeah, with, um, you know, just the recent activities that have been happening with Black Lives Matter, I feel like it is progressing in the in the right direction. Hopefully some of these laws will get changed. I think that is the end goal and voting is the way you do that. Absolutely. So I think, yeah, like if you're not voting, you know, how your opinion cannot be heard. Um, so yeah, Mystique, go vote. <laughs> Make sure you're registered. <laughs> For sure, is so important right now. Um, Absolutely. Cool, awesome. So. I just had this random question about Mystique again. What is your favorite Mystique show that you weren't in? Mm. Oh, oh man, dude. There's, uh, yeah, there's a lot of good ones. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, man, okay, it was the year, I can't remember, was it like 2000? I wanna say 2005 maybe. Um, they had on All Black and there was a point in the show where uh, a guy I marched with, he was really young too, man, I, I can't remember his name, but he turned out to be an awesome drummer. I mean, this guy turned out to be a beast. <laughs> and um, so it was, it was, I think it was 2005, I wanna say, but they had on like all black. I, I saw him in there on all black. Yeah. And uh, they did the solo where it was a snare drummer and a tenor drummer and one of them would be like, he would play something like it would pop off on, on his drum and then the tenor drummer would do something and then they would switch the drums like they would turn well he would play on his he'd play on his yeah. and oh, then four. you're talking about yeah. oh, oh was it oh four okay oh, four. and then yeah, and then yeah. they would be playing a lick but when one guy had one hand the other guy had the other hand they'd be playing yeah. a lick it was like with just hand like dude yeah. i was like i was like i'm done you won yeah they did win that show is <laughs> yeah one of the best ever <laughs> show was amazing I, yeah, yeah. man i told shops chop season man they were just getting down they were just good yeah just yeah. started really good and ended amazing <laughs> just <laughs> thorough the thorough show in this year in Mystique, we actually had the most people of color that we've ever had, like in Mystique ever, um, which I think speaks volumes. And, you know, I would say Mystique is on the right path, but one of the leaders in the activity um, in that aspect, you know, I think Mystique has always been a leader in the activity in general, um, but for diversity, um, from the diversity side, I also think Mystique is leading from that perspective as well. Um, do you have a message for any of the people of color in Mystique right now? 
Absolutely. Man, I would just say um, keep doing what you're doing. I mean, there is there is no potential that cannot be reached. I mean, if you have a goal and you want to get there, I mean, trust and believe you'll, you'll get there. I mean, it, there's nothing, there's nothing more than the thrill of performance. I mean, when you're out there and you're, and you're doing your thing in front of the crowd and, and you hear that applause, um, it's, it's just an awesome feeling. But I would just say, um, keep working at your craft. Um, there's always going to be a challenge, uh, somewhere there's always going to be a door somewhere that you just have to open up and walk straight through it and uh don't be scared man you know sometimes you you know you get a little frightened sometimes but you know what um the funny thing is i don't think i was ever scared <laughs> hey let me let me take that one out you know what i mean but you never know i'm not like most people some some guys may be nervous before you do shows i was never nervous i, I was always ready like man when are we getting on what, what? I mean, we were just ready. We, man, hey, back in those days, hey, I'm telling you, man, we hey, we were ready. I mean, we were ready. Hey, hey. It shows. Will, it shows for sure. You guys were ready. <laughs> and I, and I tell you what, um, yeah, I, I would say that. Yeah, definitely um, perfect your craft. Keep working at it. Um, the thing that I wish that I would have done is uh, just keep working at. You know, there's guys that. Um, have taught that you I think do you teach I'm not sure if, if you yeah if you I teach, teach. yeah I'm yeah, now like, more in like a consultant role because I live in Philly I don't live in Nashville anymore so I fly okay in like once a month yeah gotcha yeah I would say it, it's just it's something you could take with you and if you want to teach I, that's something I really wish um that I could have got into more was just the teaching aspect but I think at that time teaching just wasn't my forte I was just a player I just wanted to be there show up and show <laughs> out I mean you know yeah. but but I but I was yeah I would just say um I would just say uh enjoy this time that 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 you have you know it it, it you only have a couple of years or if this is your last year um and I know COVID kind of wiped out one year um hopefully right. I, are they bringing the eligibility back I think they are bringing yeah, I if, think you can you can march again if this was your age out. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, so you have another year. That's awesome. Yeah, I, man, because I, I can't even say it more. I mean, I, I wish that I still have dreams to this day. I kid you not that I'm still like in mystique, like, and I'm and I'm mar It's weird. It just it it just comes random. Like, I'm at practice. Like, literally, I'm, I have on a drum, and I'm I'm you know, you know, and that's how much I loved it. I enjoyed it, and I'm sure uh all of you guys love it and enjoy it as much as i do and i would say continue to uh keep doing what you're doing and uh man just go hard man go for it man go for it all man yeah. don't don't be yeah. scared to, to to change up something and you know visuals you know and and uh you know things are different now i noticed that they're putting like music sounds in there with their shows and uh mm -hmm. people are people are singing that kind of caught me off guard because i'm used to the old school and i went to yeah. the show, people like they're like oh I was like, okay, okay. Yeah. Yeah, just keep doing what you're doing. And, and the activity is only going to grow. I mean, right. there's, it's unlimited. The, the, the talent that's there um, in WGI and uh, percussion, that in that activity alone is just, it's unbelievable. You got guys coming from all over the country and there's drum lines everywhere, man. It's, it's just awesome, man. I just, I just love it. I enjoy it. And I hope you guys enjoy it as much as I do. Oh, yeah. Uh, thank you very much. Yeah, that was awesome. And, you know, it's, 
it's interesting because I doubt anyone in Mystique, you know, for the past recent years, even knows really who you are. So, yeah. um, I think this is a lot of people will let, appreciate this. Yeah. Let me, say, let, me, let me say something. Let me say something. <laughs> this is kind of funny. Let me tell you. Let me tell you. Okay. So when I was telling you before, like uh, I went to Dayton, like my last experience, um, I couldn't catch up to Guadalupe for some reason. It was like the day before the championships um i guess some of the staff members i guess they just kind of chilled that day so some guys i wasn't able to catch up with but i was there just by myself and because i don't know any of the guy I, I don't know anybody there like i knew nobody don just happened to walk up out of the blue nowhere and i was like i was like don like you know it was just good to say i hadn't seen this guy in like it's been like 10 years like 15 and so um it was funny because I didn't really know anybody, you know, but, but, and all I could do was just kind of watch and just be like, you guys are freaking awesome. I recorded it. I think they had on like the purple, it was like the, the purple and white. It was like purple and, and white, uh, uniforms, you know, if you were a few. Yeah. 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 2019. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, they didn't really know who I was, but I just wanted to be there and just, and, mm -hmm. uh, I'll continue to, to go back and, and visit and next time i go i'll definitely introduce myself to some guys you know that being my first time i was just oh kind of chilling they would love it. it oh my yeah, gosh because there was a guy standing right here you know a couple of guys would always turn around and look at me because i don't this chicago jack had my shades on i was i i was cooling you know i was chilling they were like they would look me like who's that guy like so but I, but um next time i do come i'll definitely uh make sure that uh i introduce myself to some guys and try to talk to some guys Definitely. Yeah. Absolutely. It would be, yeah, they would talk your ear off asking you questions. <laughs> <Yeah>. Rightfully so. <laughs> um, well, I don't know if you have any last words or anything, but those are all the questions that I had. Um, but if you want to say anything else, please just talk it to the mic. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, yeah. I'll just say that uh, I'll keep it short and uh, simple. Um, I just, I just enjoy uh, you having me on. I will say that. And uh, keep doing what you're doing, uh, doing a great job. And uh, I'm on uh, YouTube, uh, William Allen Sports Talk, if you want to check me out. I just started doing these podcasts, but I enjoy doing it. Okay. Uh, I love talking about sports and uh, doing a couple of interviews. And I only get on there uh, probably about every two to three weeks, maybe. It just depends because I have a family and sometimes it's tough to to, uh, to, 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 you know, to, to do a show, but, um, right. <laughs> other, than, other than that, man, I, thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. 100%. Thank you for doing this. We've been missing each other past couple of weeks. So I'm happy it finally happened. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. I, I, anytime you need me, I'm here. Awesome. Yeah. All right. See you, man. Peace. Peace.